podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system deal. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as slow as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Up town. Club town. Club town. Club town. It's the day trippers. Okay, uh, good evening and welcome along to uh, tonight's podcast. Um, as you guess, there's no Trev, so it's myself that's hosting for a change. Um, we're going to look, obviously, back at the wonderful win we've had over Chelsea at the weekend. Uh, we look forward to the Crystal Palace match um, and the one that I forgot about, which is Ruben Kazan. Um, and we see, then we round up with Trippers Chats, and trust me, this is a belter this week. Um, so, joining me tonight in the bunker is Jay Home, Dave Thomas, and Andy Young, as, as you'll all be thankful to hear. We're in, well, it's not the bunker, sorry, we're in the man cave tonight. It's, it's, it's a new location for us to try out, you would have seen from the pictures. And um, I think we were all quite happy with, with, with how it turned out here. A couple of beers involved as well, so we're not going to argue too much. Um, but look, first, before I get on, because it is um, there is a reason why Trev isn't here. He's not very well at the moment, um, and as you all know, we, we we do slag him off and, and slag off the fact that he's uh, we well we send him RIP messages an awful lot of the times, but he's genuinely unwell. I'm running his tripper uh, his Twitter account at this moment of time, so look, there's absolutely no point in, in, in tweeting anything but, but well wishes for him. But the well wishes will be well and truly received. We're hoping that we get Trev back in some state or form, but it it is in 
he is he is fairly sick at this moment in time. So, um, look, that's that's where it is because I know people will be asking what's going on with the what's going on with the big fella, especially after him being with us in in Germany. Um, and as I said, hopefully, um, if you're if you're going to put send prayers or whatever, whatever, whatever your thing is, or just good well wishes, or whatever, do so, do so, and we'll relay them. And if 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 you need them or you need to contact them in a, in any way or for any meaningful reason, which is which is non work related or whatever, um, then hit me up on the Twitter and I can pass on the messages uh, to them. So look, that's that that's a that's the the one downer bit that we needed to put out there. All right, gents, we get we we get going here. So um, Liverpool three, Chelsea one. Um, it's been. A while since we had such a wondrous win to get on and get over with in, in terms of, of sitting in here in what is the man cave instead of the, the bunker. <laughs> and um, so, you know, we've got Jay, of Dave Thomas and of Andy, probably three, four, three of the most positive blokes that are on the pod normally. Um, and why not? It's, it's a celebration of football again. We have, we've got our mojo back and we're scoring goals and Coutinho's brilliant again. So, Andy, those first 20 minutes on Saturday, did you enjoy them? Yeah, well, I was kind of thinking going into the game, this is a huge chance. Like everyone else is beating Chelsea, like we just are looking now if we actually don't put in a performance. And it's it looks like one of those games that they kind of could find their feet again. And that's what it looked like for the first twenty minutes. Mm. That this was this was a horror show for us. Yeah, and they were gonna, you know, finally get a result that kind of looked like their season might turn around. Mm. Mm. I didn't enjoy it one bit for twenty Dave. minutes. I mean, I can enjoy it now. Get yeah. back at it, you know. Um, and the, what was it was a little bit of, in hindsight, it's the best thing that could have happened to us, mm-hmm. right? Because oh. coming back from that, I think actually is going to give us more longer term benefit than if um, we'd won three nil. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think conceding the goal and coming back to win psychologically has a big one off the back. But at the time, it it was very deja vu. It was very like, mm. fuck, here we go yeah. now. You know, it's like we've conceded. And for about, I think for about five minutes after we conceded, the heads dropped. You yeah. can see it. And Klopp was going, come on, come on, come on, talk, talk, get your chin up, get your chin up. But after that, after that first five minutes, I was actually pretty impressed. We played our way into the game. Mm. What was, if I was a Chelsea fan, what I'd be a bit, you know, frustrated at is if they'd actually gone for it after the first goal and really attacked us, I think they could have got a second goal because mm. we our asses did go a little bit. Mm. So, yeah, first 20 minutes was not comfortable to watch. Um, and, and Milner, during that first 20 minutes, you know, he just... Yeah. He epitomised everything that was going wrong. He was a yard short of everything. He was misplacing passes. And you could just feel the frustration, even from, like, people on Twitter, just coming right back to the Rodgers. Mm. Um, the thing is, with, with, yeah. the, with the Milner thing, like, I, I was watching it and I... I don't think he's been playing great at the minute. I think people are a little bit harsh on him, um, probably because of the wages that he's on. That somehow acts as a, a stick to beat him on. You know, he didn't. Um, you know, he didn't control the wages he was given. But in, in offense, his performance the other day, it just screamed of a player that was just having a bit of a meh. And you just got to get out. You just yeah, got to play yeah. yourself through it. But <laughs> this day and age now, as soon as you start making any type of mistake, people jump on him. Yeah. I think he he was a, a negative in the first half. It was a really poor performance, but. Having been in that situation yourself, time and time again, you're just thinking, fuck, I'm having one today. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Him aside, um, the the goal was exactly the type of stupid goal that we would give away. And I went into the game with a bit of optimism. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I thought we were going to go there and and build on what we'd, you know, we'd seen glimpses of, of in the first four games. 
And then we kind of threw it away. And you know with Liverpool at the minute, I think our record against the, the sort of bigger teams, especially, well, any team when we go behind isn't great. Yeah. Um, so when that went in, I, it sort of burst my bubble. But I'm kind of with Dave in, uh, as soon as the goal went in, Chelsea probably thought, Liverpool won't come here and score now. We can yeah. probably sit back a little bit. Yeah. They can they can play little passes in front of us, but they're not going to penetrate us. Yeah. Especially with with not really anyone that was looking to run in, in behind. But we just seemed to be we didn't panic, which Liverpool of late is riddled with panic. Mm. We seemed very, very controlled in what we were doing. When we did give the ball away, we won it back very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um and you could see as the half went on. The confidence was growing in the lads and they started to believe in what they were doing. Mm. And I think Michael Owen, I mean, I don't usually agree with what he says, but he said Liverpool have been by far the better team here. And, and it's it's just, they got their just rewards with the goal. Yeah, they grew, like it, there was, as Dave says, it wasn't probably wasn't 20 minutes, but the, the first sign of Liverpool getting back into it was probably after about 15 minutes, wasn't it? Like, yeah, you know, well, coming down, to yeah. that point yeah. where you're thinking, oh, hold on, they, they, the balance is shifting in the game. And it, it was, oh, geez, I have to say, it was torture to watch with Trevor Francis. Oh, oh fucking yeah! I, I mean, like, to make yeah, a change yeah. after five minutes, right? That's it. Yeah. Got, that's it. How, many, t- how many times did he say Liverpool aren't playing with a striker here? I know. <laughs> it's like, and he just kept saying it. I know. Yeah, over. And he was just like, over. stop saying that. <laughs> just stop saying that. This, this is bad enough. <laughs> Where's Firmino playing? Where's Firmino playing? Yeah, yeah. All this shit, and you're like. Okay, they're not playing with a strike, but they're playing with someone up there. They yeah. are playing with someone up there. He has his, he has an idea about it, <laughs> and you could see like he was completely ignoring the fact that there was somebody there. Liverpool were actually growing back into this game, yeah, yeah. and they were pu- pushing Chelsea forward and forward back. And for the first sort of after the sort of fifteen min- twenty minutes, <coughs> Liverpool were pushing back, but it did look like Chelsea were like that team that could mop up really easily. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of fearing that Jesus, if this if we don't get a goal before half time, mm. the second half is just going to be more of the same. But just keep mopping up, mopping up, like because you know how they can defend when they want. Mm. But I have to say, it wasn't just Trevor Francis because I was I, I I was listening to the game on the radio because <coughs> um, I only got to watch it afterwards, and um, Mark Lawrenson from about minute they need to get Benteke on pitch. They need yeah. to get Benteke. I don't know what they're doing. Firmino, he isn't a centre for Where there, does he play? He? Where does yeah. he play? It's been six years <laughs> since Barcelona played a false nine. For six years. Yeah, it's yeah, not like yeah. Klopp. Yeah. Yeah. Just the team it's Spain went to like, World you know, Cup. Yeah, they won the World <laughs> Cup. This. But no centre forward. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even before that, um, Italy won the European the World yeah. Cup with no... No proper centre for. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, Trevor Francis. But where did he come from? <laughs> Who Trevor Francis? I don't know. I, I, well, I he was with him commentating. Where did he come from? He was with David Icke on the moon chasing the lizard. Like, obviously, I know who he is. <laughs> but usually, he's obviously the stand-in for Hoddle, right? Which yeah. is the demented old person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Next to Owen. But like Trevor Francis, I'm like, where did he come he from? He literally said, after six minutes, I'd be getting Ben on. Like, yeah. As if that was yeah. like a viable well, he must, option. He must have been sitting beside Lawrenson because Lawrenson. But it was crazy. Was, was, I'd make a change now if he's fit. He's fit enough to come on. He's fit enough to go. Yeah. Shut up, you shit. He's from he was, Manchester, is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from Preston. Thought that was New Zealand. Bullet. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I going there with that one? Oh yeah, New Zealand. It was when he got when he got to speak. It was like he thought that they've just invited God onto the onto the show. <laughs> He was delivering every fucking sentence he said like a prophecy. <laughs> These pauses, like, and it was, and he'd be saying stupid, like, stuff. <laughs> like, you know, what they need to do is 
<laughs> cross the ball into the head, the ball, and <laughs> chances be created. <laughs> and like he's picturing everyone at home going, Hallelujah! And Klopp watching the back, listening to his commentary, saying, That's fucking where I went wrong today. <laughs> no, but he's even saying things like, Now, what Klopp? Klopp must be thinking here. Yeah. What Klopp must be thinking yeah. is I need to get Ben Tech here. If he's yeah. not thinking that, I have no But idea. the best thing was when he said, you know, when I managed, well, I haven't actually managed in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, surely at that point you went, hang on, shit, I'm digging a hole here. Why haven't I managed? Yeah, because I'm useless. Ah, shit. Just shut up now. Yeah. That's what he showed it on. When Michael Owen yeah. is the sensible one, oh, no, so you've, the, you've, had a, oh, yeah. you've had a bad day. I can't exactly Michael what Michael Owen said, but he said it, and I went, fucking yes! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but Jesus Christ, like, I was, yeah. oh, I, I just, I was listening to it, and I was like, who is, who is that? Trevor, Trevor yeah. Francis? Yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah. hell, what, was, was Jerry Francis busy? Or something? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck happened, like, you know? Oh, my God. All right, lads, bringing it back onto the, the, the match itself. I mean, we don't really have to, but the, um, looking at the two fullbacks, I suppose, in, in that time, I thought Moreno was a little bit out at sea during the game itself. He got he's into terrible the set, for the goal. Yeah, he, yeah, was, he, he was turned off, but Klein was easily done as well for the goal. Like, and, and, and I don't want to be too harsh on him because he'd been very good. The other bit I'd say is Mignolet, as much as he gets a hand onto it, he's down and he doesn't, a strong hand puts that around the post. And yeah. given the form that, uh, in terms of shot stop and he's make, been making recently, I would have expected him to save the header. Yeah, I mean, it's the type of goal. It's yeah, the type of goal yeah. that I think you know. You you watch it back enough. I think there's three or four yeah. places that you go. We should be better there. There's no way he should get to that ball. Miller's a little unlucky. Well, he's poor because he should he should win the tackle, but the tackle yeah. runs into a crossing area. Klein's vacated the fullback area. Moreno switches off, and no midfielder tracks Ramirez into the box. So that and Minile arguably could do better. So there's there's four or five different phases of play where you could say. I think Sean watched him run into. I the think box, it was Emerson who, yeah. who just watched Ramirez run into yeah. the box. And even if he's not going to get there, I think just if, go with him. Go with him because yeah. it puts Ramirez off, and it mm. might just wake Moreno up as well. Oh fuck, what's happening here? But I don't know what Moreno was thinking. Well, I have no I, idea what he's thinking. I mean, I think I know what he was thinking. <laughs> yeah. All right, Trevor, tell us. <laughs> well, <laughs> you see, <laughs> I think he thought he could. I think he thought he could just shield the ball. I think he thought he, he that inexperienced and that naive that he think I can just kind of get in the way of yeah, this defender ball, that's yeah, running yeah. off or this midfield that's running a full pelt into the box. I can get in his way. Mm-hmm. That my weight of just sort of moving across me enough to, for him to say, "Oh, I, you know, I'm bottled the header a little bit." But when you're running into the box like that, he was so flat-footed. Yeah. I think that was the worrying yeah, yeah. thing is that he planted himself yeah. and his head was on a swivel so you yeah. could see, like he could see the guy coming but yeah. you've got to react quick. He planted I, himself out of his way. Yeah. Where if he had a go, got across him and mm. intercept, when you're in that fucking position you just have to, you have to commit to the ball yourself. See, but these type of things when like, because we do have a habit of making these silly mistakes, it screamed the type of goal where the lads just weren't switched on. Mm. You know, first five, ten minutes of a game, you know, they yeah. weren't clued in. There was a collective number of mistakes, as you said, run, yeah. people running off people. These are easily fixed, though. And, that, you know, I don't, I don't mind them so much, because, especially when you've got someone like Klopp as a manager. Mm. He, he will get rid of those mistakes. Yeah. And that's just time on the training field. That's putting your arm around Moreno that he likes to he likes mm. to do a lot. And these are, the, you know, as I said, these, these will get You see it so often, quick. like, one team is, is still out on the bus at the yeah. start of a game like it happens so often whereas in a lot of big games like Liverpool and Chelsea the other team are 
too busy feeling yeah to punish you for it mm. and unfortunately mm. we got punished when yeah, we and I feel like know. we're going to need to have a bit of a section on this pod called fullback corner right because the reality is we're asking so much of these players mm. you know at left back and right back Klein and Moreno there are going to be moments every game that they're just they're just not there they're they can't the be in two places at once they can't now I'm not excusing Moreno that's basic stuff right mm. but I just think in the game Actually, if you take that first five minutes out of it, I thought both fullbacks were tremendous. Actually, I thought uh, I yeah. thought Klein was brilliant, and I thought Moreno was very good as well. Um, but that system where Klopp's like basically expecting them to be to own everything touch down yeah. that touchline, yeah. they are going to switch off and they're going to get caught in behind and they're going to be positionally. Yeah, I I remember last year when uh, Rogers was playing Moreno left wing back, mm. and his responsibility wasn't the right. The forwardest forward right hand side player for them. Yeah, it was the it was the right back that yeah. was coming up. Yeah, and people well. were constantly blaming them mm-hmm. on things. And for, it, now it's changed. Now yeah. he's the left back, and his responsibility is to get back. Yeah, so he will get exposed as a left back. Like you yeah. can have sympathy for him last year, but if you want to kind of perform and you want to stay in his team, like these are the things he's going to have to do. I mean, the other thing is as well is that you know under Klopp, we've conceded three goals in five games. Yeah. With the same personnel, you know, that we were conceded to a game mm-hmm. under Roger. So he has, in fairness, um, tightened that unit up a lot. And I think that, yeah. you know, we'll talk about the midfield, but I think the midfield is the real key. Mm. You know, it's funny, I was, uh, I saw that. I was listening to um, a very well-known uh, journalist who was on this uh, TV <laughs> show, and he was saying that uh, Klopp's biggest challenge is being able to sort out a midfield because Liverpool don't have a midfield. Mm. But I think if you watch that midfield against Chelsea, I mean, that was an unbelievable midfield performance. That's yeah. one of the best midfield performances <clears throat> I've seen. Us. I don't. Think, I, I can't remember the last time I've seen us dominate. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because I'm going to I'm going to throw a segue in here. Yeah. Yeah. Just and so it's just so scary. So no one noticed that there's a segue going in here. But let's start the Lucas Wank because let's be honest about it, right? Yeah. I have no faith in him as a footballer, but boy, Jesus, whatever Klopp is doing in terms of the hugs and the kisses and and the chats and the whole lot, it's spectacular. Like he look, he's a, he looks a player reborn. The bit, the big thing for me with him <coughs> is that all of a sudden he looks to have a new level of fitness that he didn't have before. You know, I used to always slag him off for twenty six minutes. He's now gone for ninety minutes. I think that if you didn't know that was Lucas, and if this was just a central midfielder we signed, and he put that performance in. We don't think we just signed a twenty-five million pound central midfielder. Mm. He was, and I'm not Lucas's fan at all. I have no, said no. for a long time <laughs> that if you start Lucas, we'll lose. Right, basically that was, my, <laughs> but he was immense, and he has been very good in all of Klopp's games. But he was immense in this game, absolutely mm. fantastic. Yeah, first to everything, won everything. Great passing, great engine, broke play up. You know, that did the simple things, never panicked. He was just But he's doing something that, he's doing something that he hasn't done before where he's setting the tempo for yeah. the rest of the team. Mm. Yeah. So when you're saying about he's breaking things up, like he's he's so sharp into the tackles and he's not doing his Lucas tackles as much where he's diving in and giving away free that, kicks. That, he's staying on his feet and he's winning the ball and he's doing fucking picking. he's doing Cruyff turns. I oh, know yeah. in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. Come on now, like you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean sure, what about the, he, he had a chance with a header. Yeah. That's never even he beat Zoomer in the air. That hasn't happened since he was about fourteen. At home <laughs> in Brazil, where did he roll from Poland or something? Do you know what this stems from? Now, this is literally just having a manager that believes in you. 
Uh, you know, he, he you know since Klopp's come in, he's given him a little bit of responsibility. You know, mm. he's a senior member of the um, of the squad. Um, by all accounts, he's Moreno's um, translator. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, he's, he's a senior member of the squad. He said, "Look, get in there, do what you're good at." And Lucas is always good at nicking the ball. Mm. He's he's good in the air. Um, I think he's better at passing than people give him credit for, and he's a bit more progressive in his passing now. Mm. So he's threading balls through into feet rather than doing the crab stuff side to side. Um, and as I think Dave said, there he's not doing the stupid running, overcommit, not win the tackle or give away stupid fouls. He's mm. a lot more controlled in what he's doing, yeah. um, which is given us a platform mm. because I think as well, and I've said this on on other pods, is Emre has all the ability what, in the what, world. What do you mean other pods? I think with, with Emery he lacks a little bit of tactical discipline sometimes and I think with Lucas alongside him it can sort of free up Emery to, to do the stuff that he's good at well here's what I'd say because I think having watched the game three times now I part of the reason Lucas is so good is because of Emery Emery you know so Emery Jean does stupid things and they're really visible stupid things that's usually trying to beat too many players or giving a bad pass but he, the amount of running he does and the covering work that he does it means that Lucas isn't worried about getting exposed so, you know you're saying he's not tactic I actually think Emery Jean is more tactically switched on than we think he is yeah. I actually think they work in tandem and that four-two-three-one formation with Lucas slightly deeper and Emerson on the left, but Emerson covering and coming mm. in, and like I think in the first ten minutes, um, the ball's getting played around our back between Minilay, the two centre halves, and whatever, and Lucas is under pressure, and all of a sudden I don't know where Emerson comes in, takes the ball, lays it off, bang, bang, bang. He, he's actually, if you watch just his performance, you'll see how much he contributes to what Lucas did. I thought both of them together were really, mm. really strong. Andy. Go on. <laughs> Emery Jan, I've taken it on from Lucas. What's your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, with the frustrating thing about Jan uh, is he kind of seems, seems, we don't know what Klopp is telling him to do, but sometimes he seems like he's on his own uh, mission. Like he's doing his own thing. He wants to force, he wants to force the game. He wants to be a hero. He, you know, he goes on these runs that aren't really beneficial to the team. You know, even if he beats his man, mm-hmm. it's it, he's, the, the team aren't moving forward together. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not moving as a unit. It's just him doing his, doing his own thing, you know, trying to over-impress. So, do you not it, think that, sorry, do you not think that, like, territorially, he's doing the right thing, though? I know that's a really, like, he's make, he's there's, there's ways to gain yardage, right? And one of the ways you do it is you carry the ball 25 yards. And even if you lose it, you're 25 yards further away from your goal rather than trying to play. Yeah, but you lose pass. it. Yeah, yeah, but you lose it. He's running ahead of everybody. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, when, uh, a, when a player is running with the ball not in full control and there's two or three players running towards them, people don't have the tendency to move forward because they know the ball's coming back on top of them. So they don't want to burst the ball like going forward to get a pass off when they know it's not going to develop. Yeah. So they stand behind. Now, like Lucas, as you say, he done that brilliant. Like he's, he's constantly screening them. You know, if you're, yeah. particularly if you're at the game, you'll, you'll notice that more when the camera's on, you won't know, but that's constantly what he's doing. But that's, that's what I find. I think it's just, 
But Klopp's going to sort that out. But see, I like I, I, I think there's things that are frustrating about it, but I like that he carries the ball. What I get frustrated about is he dithers on the ball and gives... Yeah, but carry, carry the ball with a bit more purpose. Yeah, and at the right time. As you say, yeah. it'll come. It'll it's come, it's yeah. like he's running into into um, uh, into corners. Like, you know... Yeah. Now, look, he's not doing as much now. He's yeah, not yeah, doing... Yeah. He, ha- he has a very specific job I think so, on yeah. a Klopp. And, I mean, I'm sure over time it's there to understand... You know there will be a pattern. He's got. He's not going to tolerate Chan mm. doing his own thing. Mm. So we'll know if he stays in the team once Henderson's back. We'll yeah. know if he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. But look, he played with the fucking hot. The whole team played well. Yeah. Let's, that let's be fair. To them. They, yeah. they did perform well. I think what helped us as well. I know. <coughs> I don't know what you're think, but when I seen the Chelsea team sheet and I seen Mikel on the team sheet, like he's very very static. And I thought. Midfield-wise, if you've got players like Phil dropping off into pockets, if you've got Lalana who's been clever and clever and bright, in and around Mikel, who's very, very static, I thought that could have been something that we could have got on. You could see as the first half was going on, yeah. especially as Firmino was dropping off in those areas, you had three bright players with Milner usually yeah. tugging, hugging the touchline yeah. that were all in and around Mikel, and yeah. he just looked lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was it was a starting point for a lot of our attacks. Yeah. Well, that's why the complaining about the, the lack of a forward option was so stupid, mm. because it was clearly intended to win that midfield battle and to win the area around Mikel. Yeah. Because you had Firmino, Lalana, Milner, Emerjan, Lucas, you know, all of these players dropping in there, Coutinho, yeah. just playing around Mikel because he can't move. Well, the funny thing about Milner, really, he, he spent most of his time right on the touchline. Yeah. I was, just, I suppose, yeah. just a, a open space, like, you know, yeah. there's no point in um, creating a big... Like you know, if you want to attack down the middle, yeah. Somebody, yeah. Ha- somebody if has. If he was a yard, yeah, I think it's well, it has well, has to yeah. out yeah. Space of course, yeah. If Milner was a yard quicker, he would have destroyed Chelsea. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he has so much space, and so many balls went down the <clears> outside. <throat> he was up against. Well, I think it's, he was up I against think, a good fullback. Well, yeah, you know, and, and let's 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 look at that forward sort of four because I, I I would put Milner in, in as part of the forward four as yeah. opposed to being in yeah, centre midfield with the other two boys, right? Um, like we we can't say that there isn't spectacular amounts of movement because those lads just interchange mm. and rotated mm. even though Trevor Francis wasn't able to deal with the way Firmino was playing <laughs> just say still and neither could Laurel because they didn't he's not he's just not up top he's not in the number 9 position but he's not meant to be in the number 9 position yeah, he's yeah. meant to float around he's meant to create space but like again players that are reveling under Klopp I'm going to say it Lallana yeah. is, is, is he's being yeah. transformed like yeah. it, it, you know Klopp seems to understand well, how, to, how to get the best out of Lalana in terms of that. This fella isn't a classic number 10. He's not a number 8. He's not a number 7. But if you put him in a, a mobile front four, he'll, he'll play wherever you ask him to play. He'll find gaps. He'll try to work in gaps. His final ball still needs to be improved. And then similarly, Coutinho didn't have a great first half. He didn't have a great game. No, but, uh, he didn't. but again, he comes up with the goods. And then, then you look at Firmino, who is now starting to find his way. And you can see what the he's about. Touches, you can the, see the little touches are gone. And you know, as he gets better, as, as he comes more into form and more into the game. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Lalana gets in our strongest team. You know, I, I, but I don't think there's such a thing. We're never going to have him fit anyway. Yeah. The thing with Lalana, the pros of Lalana is his movement is fantastic. He does have two good feet. And I know everyone says that all the time. People get mm. frustrated with it. And he doesn't lose the ball. Mm. Like, that's yeah. a big thing. He holds the ball up. Now, the downside of him holding the ball up all the time is he's perhaps not as quick with his passing. He hasn't got a yard of pace. And I still think he's not enough of like a killer to go and score a goal. But in that front four where you've got... You know, Firmino, I thought was excellent. Coutinho, I, I agree with Andy. I don't think he was 
great outside of mm. what he did, yeah. uh, outside of the goals. But I actually think Lallana is a really important player for Klopp because he seems to have straight away like got what Klopp wants him to do. Yeah, like straight away he presses all the time. He's high energy and he's good with. You he know, does. He the did ball. the step over for yeah. uh, for Coutinho. Oh, I think he did it twice. Did he yeah, do two dummies? Yeah. So like, uh, I mean, uh, as, so a, as, as, as a <laughs> as a machine, you know, Klopp's machine so yeah. far. Lalan has been a very important yeah. part. Coutinho has been very patchy. Yeah, like I mean, he's a match winner, so you you need them have him on the yeah. pitch. Unfortunately, what's probably going to end up happening with Lalana is he's not going to be able to produce. The, the final product that will okay, allow yeah. him to stay in the team because yeah. like, he's not as deadly and if it comes down between Coutinho and Lallana who are you going to who are you going to leave in the team you want to yeah. have more goals on the pitch yeah. I think that's the one to, yeah I think you know for a regular starter the one thing he lacks is consistent goals and assists I yeah. think what he struggled with when he's put out wide he hasn't got pace yeah. so when he hasn't got pace it's very very difficult for him to beat a man mm. um, you know he's, he's quite easy to mark he does a lot of twists and turns but he doesn't actually get anywhere yeah. whereas I think what worked very well even if one of them is off form which I don't think Coutinho in the first half was great the fact that they can swap and change and then Lallana can drift into a central role where he likes to be yeah. and Coutinho can quite easily go out you know yeah. out left or out right or wherever it be that would be very, very difficult for the opposition to mark. And especially when you see somebody like Ben Teke coming on in the second half, there's so many different things for uh, centre-backs and defensive midfielders alike to think about in there. It gives us so many options going yeah. forward. Yeah. yeah, the only thing with Lallana <clears throat> that I think, if you're playing against him, you just keep him in front of you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think he's a little easier. You know he's never going to spin off the back of you. He hasn't got the pace to go and do that. But, so I, I think in some ways, we need we need someone who's going to run in behind, and I think that's what Henderson brings, or that's what Sturridge brings, and that's what Firmino brings, because mm. Lallana doesn't do that enough. Mm. Um, and when he does do it, he's just not a, he's just not a killer. But actually, the I, I'm surprised people didn't talk more about this. I actually thought his volley, the Begovic saves, the Cahill gets injured. I actually mm. thought that was a great chance, mm. uh, and he did really well there. He mm. played the initial header out to Milner, yeah. and then the cross comes in and he catches it with his left foot. If that goes in, that's a hell of a goal. But mm. even on Benteke's goal, he's mm. he's the one that's that's playing the pass yeah. inside. Um, yeah. You know, so look, you know, w- when you look at it, let's let, let's talk about Coutinho's two goals because they are match changing events. They are really match changing events. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. we've 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 weathered a bit of a storm initially with Chelsea. You know, they've missed another good chance after the goal as well. We could have been two down. We weren't. <clears throat> Jose's heading down the tunnel thinking that he's going in at 1-0. Cock. <laughs> Fucking cock. Has, has a turn to, to, to look around and there's Phil just shaping up. He's got yeah. the shoulders. He mm. kicks inside. They're thinking, he's not going to hit this on his weak <laughs> left foot. But dunk. Yeah. Oh. The net just rattles. It's fucking spectacular. It's 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 great, isn't it? Yeah, it, it did have, like, we were only talking there, um, we said the day before. Um, it, was, it was probably since the City game, since I... Let out a really decent Raw. scream after yeah. scoring goals was them Coutinho goals like you know it was that sort yeah. of enjoyable yeah. relief in a game that you know I'll be honest I'm a 30 year old man and I did a knee slide in the house and Des Kelly if you're listening Jay needs new carpet <laughs> <laughs> but it is it, it's 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 Classic Coutinho. Yeah, well, it was the stuff that it was the sort of stuff because you know the goals gone in and you're celebrating, and all you can think of is you know other teams and other fans starting to look at Liverpool again and going, oh, you know they're yeah. going to do damage here yeah. again. Like that's pulling mm. off a bit of quality like that. We didn't do it all last season. They mm. didn't excite us at all last season. Mm. 
It, you know, it was back to that City game. But isn't the significance isn't the significance even a little bit bigger? Like, because you know, Coutinho is a bit of a talisman for us. Whether we like, whether whether people agree with it or not, he is right. So you know, if Coutinho is is doing something for us, we tend to get a result or something out of the game. Mm. And you know, to score when he does, to pop up with the goal when he does, because he was having a bad first half. Let's be let's be honest, but I don't think there was any one of us that were talking during the match that says. I take Coutinho off at this rate because he's yeah. of, of 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 the front four. He was the one that was having the least impact on the yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm if I'm sitting there, he's coming off for Benteke at yeah. half time. Yeah. you know, and Trevor Francis agreed with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, first of all, I I think prior to Coutinho's goal, I, I I did I felt like it was coming. I felt like we were actually playing well. You know, we were actually pretty for the first time under Klopp. I felt like we had a recognizable style of play in the attacking third. We were playing nice little balls. Final ball or the or the touch in the box, but we we had a lot of touches in the box in the first half mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you actually think, fuck, if Sturridge is on the end of that, he takes one yeah. touch and buries it. Like mm-hmm. we had a couple of those where you were like, actually, you know, we were close to creating some good stuff, and then that's a great goal. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a great goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking Ramirez is out in touch, like you know what I mean, the, yeah. from, from the dummy. He just yeah. sells him completely. And the best bit about the goal is Terry's lunch to try and get back <laughs> to stop it going in. But it's a fantastic goal from Coutinho. Yeah. And you could feel the weight just coming off him. Yeah. I think the pleasing thing for me is I've like of late when I seem to watch Liverpool, we play all the right stuff, but we've lacked that cutting edge for so long. And momentum is so key in games and we never seem to score at the yeah. moments where we need the goal. Yeah, you really need to score. And and that was that was that moment. You know, we needed a goal before yeah. we you, went. You in worry before. if we go in one nil yeah. down. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't played the football that we did. Really, really concerned that that yeah. would happen because yeah. I thought that Chelsea could see us out. Yeah. But we just started mopping up and the whole mentality know, of the game shifts if yeah. we go in uh, one nil down, Chelsea regroup, yeah. they get you know it's, they're, they're it's, they won't give a shit. Like remember the uh, it's Yeah. That's what it is. Exactly. We had all the ball, they had all the pressure, but yeah. they just mop up, mop up. And they, you know, Rogers, we didn't mind have lacked the ideas. It was just constant balls in, into into the box that weren't going to, yep. you know. Trouble Terry or yeah. whoever was there. But Klopp turns yeah. round then, I would imagine, half time says, lads, these are you for the taking. Yeah. You've yeah. just bossed them for 25 yeah. minutes. You've got a goal. We're level. Imagine what they feel like in their dressing room right now. I say they're out on their feet, and yeah. we come out. To, actually, Chelsea started the second half pretty well. Actually, mm. like you know, like they did a wrong. They did. They did. In fairness, like they did. But we, we again, we weathered that bit of pressure that comes on at the start of the second half, and we go. Then again, we it felt it felt very short. Like it didn't. Yeah, it didn't yeah. feel. Yeah. And this no, no, is no, the no, thing that Klopp's done as well, though, right? You don't feel like we're going to concede. No. Mm. Like when we went two one up, I said, I, I was like, we won't concede now. That's it, we'll win. We were just so controlled in everything that we yeah. were doing. That was the thing that was most pleasing for me. I've never I've never gone to Stamford Bridge and seen us be so composed in what we were doing. And you can see when Klopp, if we do make a mistake, he's, he's very much, get your chin up, just keep going, keep yeah. doing, don't be afraid to make a mistake. And if you get this drilled into you time and time again, the lads are going to be completely free to go and express themselves and have yeah. a bit of belief. But yeah. you feel like he's kind of said to them, there'll be teams that are better than you, but nobody will work harder than you. Yeah. And if you get beat, it won't be because it didn't work hard enough. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But, but looking at it, in, 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 with the second goal, like the, at that stage, the deflation that's in the Chelsea team is just, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, yeah. and you, you, know, you know that they're shot. 
Mm. Unless something miraculous happens, like when Costa has had such a, a quiet game, and I know there was the whole furore over, you know, Lucas should have been sent off, but then again, Costa should have been sent off. Look, it doesn't matter unless these Fuck things it. happen in, yeah. in, in, yeah. in the game itself. And we won, so we don't give a bollocks, really. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm the, surprised the he got away <clears throat> with, the, with the kick, though. Like, retrospective action and all that. I would have mm. thought that that, that was uh, The referee surprised. saw it, though. You could see that. He's yeah. seen it. Because yeah. he... Yeah. And, he has to put in his report. And he's put in his report that he's seen it, and he didn't, he didn't so think then it's it was, done. Yeah, so but he's a fucking idiot putting in his report that he's seen that he didn't take action. But that's well, a man. Is, I mean, surely he, got, he, he, oh, he yeah. has a quick. He has a quick look at that after the game, and and says, "Okay, I did see something. I didn't think it was that bad." But but I, th- they at they that point, you see, don't they? See, if he misses it, if he says he misses it, then they can do retrospect. They can he, they can retrospectively punish Costa, but he'll get punished. He might get punished in Cartenberg. He got, yeah. Like his scores go down because he doesn't get the it. big games. He doesn't get the bonuses. Yeah, on that yeah. So I'd but, say, but looking at it right, so we're, you know. Again, by the way, I didn't think it was a red. I I didn't think it was a red card necessarily for Costa. To be honest, like it's yeah, a bit yeah. impetulant. Yeah, in the game, in a modern in the modern game, though, you just yeah. can't do it. I'd be a big fan of trying to get eleven people. You know, keep every, you know eleven men on both sides. But I wanted that result to be about us going there and beating eleven. Men. There can be no sort of uh, you know excuses yeah, or no anything excuses. like that. We've yeah. just gone there, dominated yeah. there. They're eleven players. No nonsense. We were better than you, and that would be the end of it. Whereas if he'd have gone off, yeah. it would have been about the sending off. It would have been about you know. I know, but looking at it right from from two one on right, so you've got Coutinho scores again, and it was great at deflection. I, I love fucking deflection goals once and not again. Take your off, Terry. Oh, it's, love it. And that's that's the best bit of it. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like you're looking at a decrepit old man who's well past it, but Mourinho keeps playing him because he was being rewarded for being brilliant last year. Meh. And um, so take it, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, look at it, but it's a great goal. I mean, yeah. again, it's a great goal. Betega wins that header, fucking monster header. Yeah, um, Sarko's ball. Yeah, so great ball from Sarko. Betega wins it. Fair play to Lalana because the good part of him not being a selfish killer is that he doesn't want to touch the ball. Yeah. So <laughs> it goes through him yeah. twice. And then, I mean, Coutinho, has a, it's actually a very good finish because, he again, he sends two players the wrong way. Um, yeah. One thing I noticed is that the change that we make to bring Benteke on under Rodgers, that I don't think that change that happens. No, you're so right. Doesn't that, 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 that doesn't happen, and that no. and that shifts. If you're a player and you see Benteke coming on, and you're you're playing well, you think, hold on, the manager believes that we can go on and win this, right? Come on, lads. And you, Rodgers and, takes Firmino off. Yeah. Ah, oh, Rodgers takes oh, Firmino off. Without the shadow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. I, like, I, sometimes I felt like I agreed with Rodgers' changes because it got to the point where I could predict them. Yeah. That I was kind of that I, it became my yeah. opinion. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. But that was a corpa in a hundred games. Yeah. Rogers, not a chance. Yeah. Not a chance never. to take that never. experience never. ever. Never. But you know, again, you know, and and Benteke comes on. We get the second goal, and then he pops up and scores again. Yeah, yeah. Was but actually, not, yeah, he was, yeah. He looked not like only, a beast, didn't he? Not only does he not take like Rogers would have felt that that uh, thing worked where he left Milner on Milner created the goal mm. the game previous, and Benteke yeah. got the header. I also don't think he, he makes the said, change. Then he'd have said. Oh, we'll we'll try that one every week from now on yeah. until it stops working. Mm-hmm. Well, and the very yeah. following game, you had the chance to do it. Klopp, he yeah. didn't. But do then, it. Ben, yeah. Benteke, Benteke it. then, then, then we roll on, and Benteke scores his goal. Now, when I say Benteke scores his goal, the importance of that goes after scoring the goal previously to it as well, right? So you yeah. know, you're looking at a you're looking at a guy who's now settled into the Liverpool team despite his injuries. And he's scoring goals, and he's scoring yeah. goals, and good goals, now. really yeah. good, good goals. goals. Yeah, yeah. And he, and only one with his head. And even yeah. and, and even with the in the League Cup games, remember the one that he slid past the keeper and hit the yeah. inside the post. He could be on three and three games now at, the, at yeah. this rate. And he's yeah, he's actually, and I 
I'm one of the guys that backed him from the start. Oh, a sure. lot of people that didn't like Ben Tanker. Ben Heskey. But he he is a very an good angry Heskey. He reminds me of angry Heskey. Angry Heskey. He's not just like a good striker. He's a very good player. That that goal, his touch is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, his awareness of where he is, the touch to move it out, the strike is very good. Yeah. But I think if, if for me anyway, looking at him and playing now under Klopp, the signs were there in the Arsenal game and Rodgers was there that if you don't just hump, hoof the ball into his head, yeah. there's more to his game. He wants it in defeat. Yeah. He's yeah. pointing all the yeah. time in defeat, into the channels, let me yeah. run after because he knows he's got the, particularly against Terry, he had Terry beat. He knew yeah. that. But he was pointing all the time. Put it in there because I've got this guy on toast. Yeah, so it was. It, it's it's interesting to say. You, 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 in fairness, you were backing him from the very beginning. But you, like you'd back him. Yeah, I do back. Him. Him. I back Lovren too. So. <laughs> <laughs> and and Lauren. 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 You love it, you know, and but it, it, it's interesting. Like you know, it's there seems to be still this team Balotelli going oh, on. Oh, it it's like uh, I was messing. I set up a poll. You know, and I was like, "Would you take Balotelli back?" Like, yeah. you no, know, I actually couldn't believe like twenty five percent of the people were still taking back. But it was there was a reply. I can't remember who it was, but they said uh, the same people that are saying. Um, they won't want Balotelli back, or the same people that wanted Benteke. As if it's it's linked, yeah, mm. totally unrelated. Yeah, people think could actually want Balotelli back. We could have kept Benteke. We could have kept Balotelli, and he'll do what. Uh, we could have kept Balotelli, and mm. he'll do what Benteke's doing. No, totally not. No, no, no. nothing will even remotely. No. You had a whole year to try and yeah. do it. Then There's one thing yeah. that Benteke is, and he's a goal scorer. I don't, and I think yeah. we can all agree now at this stage that the fellow will score goals. Whether you like his style of play or whether you like him as a player or whatever, right? He seems to be guaranteed to bang in goals for you, right? Yeah. And on a team that's missing Daniel Sturridge, goals are going to be so important to us. And we've seen it in the first few games where we've had to play Origi because Benteke has been out injured. When you- the difference that Benteke brings to that team... It's huge. And look, he's a thirty-three million pound striker. He should be a fucking difference. Yeah, right? yeah, he should be yeah. scoring goals. I mean, he's not some. Mm. He hasn't come up from no, the, no. the academy, right? So, no. I mean, I don't want to go overboard either. He should be scoring goals, but he's a le- he's a legitimate top class striker. I mean, are there five better strikers in the league right now? Well, if you look over him? the last five seasons, or something like since that. Since January, I think only uh, Kane and Aguero, Aguero score more goals. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's and in Kane the was elite a freak. club. Kane like, is a freak, yeah. You know, and okay, Vardy is probably going to overtake him yeah. soon. But like again, that's probably a bit freakish. Yeah. So around the league, there's, there's no one really. And even harping back to the Villa days, his scoring record was fantastic. And that's playing, you know, a lot of games he Very missed through injury, team. playing in a really bad team that don't create a lot of chances. Mm-hmm. And they weren't all with his head. I mean, you look at the goals he scored for us. You've got an unbelievable overhead kick against Man United. <laughs> You've got a great finish against Chelsea. Yeah. You've got an unbelievable headed goal uh, in the cup. Yeah. You know, they're such a range of goals. He's yeah. he has got the lot. And if you look at the Arsenal game, for example, he was chasing channels. Yeah. He was uh, he was bringing he was people in to play he's on his feet. Benteke should be yeah. on seven and seven because yeah. he's actually I think he's hit the post twice. Yeah. Hit the buy, Mister Sitter against. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, uh, was it? He had the goal. Maybe should have stood against Barmouth. But the one thing, the one, want to start doing that. Okay, the one thing I will say, right, and, and, and it takes us on to, to to wrap up the review, um, because we can wrap two bits into this, right? We we we've sort of glossed around it, but uh, big Yogi Bear, 
his changes, what he's doing with the team, recognizing how to get the best out of Benteke, right? You know, you can actually see, and I'll go, I like your point from earlier on, Dave. You can see a style emerging in this team. You can see yeah. how this team is going to play and how it's, it's irrelevant how other teams are going to play against us because we are going to go and hustle the fuck out of you. Yeah. We're going to moot you all over the pitch. <laughs> We're going to just constantly never stop fighting for 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 the ball yeah. we're going to fight for our lives and show immense character when when we're on that pitch and just just constantly look to to, to not let you get out the obvious thing we're all expected to see was the loud emotion right yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're saying that it's yeah, loud emotion going on great but there's very simple things that have changed mm. the shackles are off he's given players the uh the confidence to he'll accept the responsibility if if something doesn't come off so Lalana is playing with a lot more freedom the defense seem a little less care you know like they're a bit more carefree now they're not afraid and they're playing as a unit hmm. i mean any good manager like like when we had rafa or like you look at marino they all the teams play as a unit defensively and offensively they move together like you attack together yeah. you defend together that really, that was lost. Like, we're at sixes and sevens a lot of the time under Rogers. Now, it was exciting at times. But it was madness. It was exciting. It's not sustainable I mean, in any, no. you know what I mean? I mean, that's why I suppose it was so entertaining. We were just scoring loads of goals and all that. But over the t- over the term of a season, you probably won't win the league, mm-hmm. you know, that way. But, like, imagine just being able to bring the team back together as a unit. So, you know, they're very close together, attack and defence. Confidence, belief, giving the players self-belief. And then there's all the gag and pressing and all that, and all his own little little twi- things. Gag and mooching. Gag and mooching. All the all the uh, counter mooching and all that. Right. That's 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 all going to be his thing, and that that stuff will take time. All his kind of uh, his own philosophies mm-hmm. will take time. But the instant things with just making the team as a unit and giving them confidence, mm-hmm. anyone could have done that. But I also think there is a little bit of. He would have got buy-in anyway, right? Because of who he is and what he's done in Dortmund, right? But, you know, it's not... A, it, it is easy and it is. It isn't as easy just to come in and say to everyone, okay, I'm going to need you to run further. I'm going to need you to sprint more. I'm going to need you to press more. Because when the results don't come straight away, there will be people in the dressing room who will go, fucking hell, is this... Like, we're doing all this extra stuff. It's not... Yeah. But now, they go, ah, yeah. right. Yeah. So it's going to work. So now in the next game, when he says fucking press better or run or do this or work harder they're going to go yeah because we know this works mm-hmm. because we've seen it work and they also I, I also go to go back finally to the Milner substitution I think psychologically that's so important because that is saying and I think we knew this about him anyway no one's safe nope nobody's safe mm. and I don't mean that bad against Milner because I don't think he was that bad but he's not he's going to go no I'm going to do what it takes to win the game yeah. and if that means taking you off I'm going to take you off and if that means not starting Benteke, which we all probably would have done, yeah. right? Mm. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. And they're all yeah. going to back him now because they're going to go, well, fuck yeah, it works. It's the whole uh, Rogers thing where he wasn't the biggest man in the club. Yeah. yeah. He looked up to players. Yeah. He looked up to it, several players. Yeah. And he brought, when he when he was losing Jared, he brings in Milner because he looks up to him. He's been watching him play in Premier League football. He's more Premier League experienced than he does himself. Yeah. So there's no way he's taking him off the pitch because... He's looking to him to show him the way. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, Whereas Klopp's the biggest man there. Klopp's like, like well, <laughs> I'm watching this game and I'm taking it on its merits and that's the change that needs to be made. Yeah. I don't want someone stuck out on the line anymore. I want to make a, you know, different change, add something else into the game. And Look at Jordan Ibe. I mean, the difference in Jordan Ibe in Klopp versus Rodgers, yeah. just in terms of 
his decision making, his tactical yeah. awareness, the stuff that he's doing, his final ball is better, and he yeah. looks more aggressive. I mean, somebody clubs like his dad, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was going <laughs> to say a few people, yeah. a few ex players have said he's like a father figure, and you yeah. can see he's not afraid to give you a bollocking. Yeah, um, you know, he gives you bags full of belief. Um, you can see he's gone from giving him a slap on the face to then yeah. just see the thing with the glasses. You know, brilliance. And he's taken to certain players, hasn't he? And, I, and I think has, with Klopp, like I think looking at the the games as a, in a row. I think you had the elements of, for, you know, new manager syndrome where people like Lalana were just running for running's sake. And you, I heard a lot of people in the media saying it's just the new manager effect. He's, they're running more. But I think yeah. when you go into the Chelsea game, you can see that he's, it's, it's not about just running more. It's no. running at yeah, the yeah. right times. Yeah. And that was the thing that I spotted. If we lost the ball, you know, in the final third or in the middle section of the pitch, we won it back within about five seconds, yeah. which, is, yeah. which is fantastic and so difficult yeah. to play against. Because the other team's like, great, we've got the ball. We, you know, we, we can yeah. relax a little bit, you yeah. know. Oh, we're straight in and we win it back again. Yeah, we, we did that a bit on our on our Rogers at times. I, I like, agree. You know, those, yeah. we were, I, I think, think that came from Suarez. I, I think yeah. that came from Suarez as the yeah. instigator, and then as everybody just to, followed yeah. suit. I mean, to be fair, to be fair to Rogers, and as you know, I was a big fan, and I think the club is benefiting from a. I think he's benefited from the squad. Mm. We have a squad of young, fit, tactically um, astute, smart yeah. players. It's not like he's taken over Stoke's dressing yeah. room. Do you know what I mean? He, we have we have yeah. a squad there, whether the committee is him or Rodgers. But we have a squad there that Klopp is actually very yeah. well suited to Klopp. And the second thing that I think you can you can say about Rodgers is he wasn't a million miles away from some of Klopp's tactical ideas. You know, as you say, the yeah. pressing, you know, the fast breaks, all that kind of stuff. So I do think that there's he was a well, lot to look, work he was well He was well uh, trained and shooter, and, uh, yeah. but it was just the execution. Yeah, I think right. like he... He, he found himself in a position where he couldn't, he, he didn't really know what to do anymore, yeah. especially when he lost Suarez and Storage at the same time to injury. Yeah. Like, he lost his way but and then, he didn't know what to do. But he then if you look to. at Klopp, the one thing that I've really liked is there's no excuse. Every press conference, he says the right things. Like, mm. he never makes excuses. Like, he's had a terrible run in terms of injuries. He's never moaned once. Yeah. Um, he's took all the pressure off every single player. Like, when he laughed off talk of the league, when he talks about things like he just wants, you know, um, if a, if you're studying to become a doctor and you've been doing it for three weeks, you're not going to be able to effectively yeah, yeah. diagnose a patient. Yeah. You know, these are the type of things that he's saying that just removes all pressure, all focus on the club. Yeah. He's saying, just let the players enjoy themselves. Well, it's okay. what Mourinho does when Mourinho's doing well. Yeah. Mm. Is that Mourinho's like, it's all about me, lads. Fuck off. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, that's, but, the, that's the difference. So then, given that we love him, and we all love him, he's great. Yeah. All his celebrations and everything, right? Let's talk about his master change. It's the last thing we talk about. In we wanted a DM. We got ourselves a DM, boys. Lovren at DM. I just imagine him. How much turning to Mourinho and going, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Ref, gonna make a change here. Yeah, <laughs> What I want you to do, right, is go and sit in the middle of the park. <laughs> Dictate the play. Just boss it. Just boss it. <laughs> so can we see a long-term future for Lovren as a, as a DM now? Did he even touch the ball? I don't know. I don't no. think he even touched the ball. Did know. he need to? I don't know. Yeah. I think when Lovren comes on a DM, they, that's all the fans just went home at that stage. <laughs> I, I bet he could. Well, I, I know he probably couldn't play there. Perhaps I'd be in uh, physicians there, but... He's pretty good with the ball, love and he's very physical. Yeah. He's you know well, he's look I, he's not gonna play at the end, but you know he's the type of player I mean everyone hates him. I don't hate him. I I want to see him doing well, not just because he plays for Liverpool, because I think he's the style of player that could fit 
Yeah, I think like he's, he's, very, just... he's very comfortable on both feet. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't spend time shifting the ball onto the other foot. Now, I know he sprays balls thinking like that's an, I think that is in him. He Honestly, he wouldn't be trying. He you wouldn't be trying to in, in his first game. He come, like, I think he's one of those players where if all the if all the ingredients around him are right, all the situations are right, if he's partnered with the right type of player, like I always say about Fonte, that, they complemented each other perfect. He's a good player. Yeah. But if, if he's slightly out of his comfort zone, He's prone to dropping a bollock. Yeah. I also think that when the, the I like Lovren perhaps more than most people. I, I agree with you. I think he's got it. Like if you were to design what a centre back look like, yeah. it would be Dejan Lovren. He just wouldn't have Dejan Lovren's brain necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the difference That's is my point. the Lover uh, that Rogers thought he was buying the finished article, mm. whereas Lovren needs coaching, and I think yeah. he needs coaching a lot. Yeah. But I think if you can coach him, which is I think what Pochettino did at Southampton, like coached him a lot, and was and that's the type of person Klopp is. I think there's a player in there as well. I but I also think Rogers killed Lovren in when he came. He said, "This is the leader that our yeah, club yeah, needs." Yeah. Lovren wasn't the leader at Southampton; yeah. it was Fonte. Yeah. Yeah. So then Lovren comes in and feels he has to be the leader, and yeah. he's going for headers that he wouldn't normally go for because he wants to appear dominant. Yeah. I think Rogers kind of sold, well, sold him down the yeah, road. It's a bit, a bit. like Miller that way you were saying about the yeah. wages but the vice captaincy doesn't help him yeah. either yeah. But let's, you know. let's be clear about this fucking Sacco is the leader of that defence uh, uh, he's been brilliant. brilliant do you know what I mean and, I know he's controversial though and say yeah, Skirtle was better against Chelsea than Sacco I don't care no, but he, he he Sac- Sac- no, he Sacco, Sacco is the but leader Sacco's of defence and, yeah. and you can see but the fact that, that Klopp has handed him the armband already Right, he's 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 put down the marker say this fella yeah. is my man at centre back. I think if he was picking Hang on, the what captain, armband? Of, captain's armband. in the Europa, uh, in the yeah, Europa but that's only because Tory went off. Yeah, and Skirtle wasn't playing. No, Skirtle won't be getting it ever. Skirtle well, he got, got it. He got it, uh, he got it after. That was, After Milner that was an accident. That was an accident. Milner was meant to give it to, to Sacco. <laughs> but I, I do agree. I think if Klopp was picking his captain or vice captain, I'm not sure it would actually be the captain or vice captain we have. You know, I think Sacco, Emre Khan, mm. Lucas, even Lalana. You know, he likes that. He likes. Okay, relax. <laughs> Imagine he made Lalana captain. I would genuinely do a whole part on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think out of any of our centre backs that could move into the midfield, it would be Sacco. Yeah, Sacco is excellent. Because he is so comfortable on the ball. Yeah. And he's, he also, he's yeah. also aware of what's going on. Yeah. Okay, so look, we've got Crystal Palace at the weekend. Um, <sighs> I'm not going to labour too much in the preview because let's be honest about it, none of us ever do any research. We've got a Europa League game before that, you know that. <laughs> do we, yeah? Yeah, we've got a game on Thursday. I mean, Kazan away. Yeah, yeah. Is that in the new stadium, it is? Seen it? Fuck off, no, Jay. I already know the yeah. fixture. He's <laughs> at the new stadium. He's <laughs> got a new it, stadium. It's yeah. like, it's really, I think, I think that's the, the first stadium, game. Do <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Ruben Kazan Stadium. Ruben Kazan Stadium. <laughs> Kazan Field. Kazan Field. Hey, hey. That's right. That's the name of Kazan Field. Kazan Field. So we're uh, our preview of the Europa League match. <laughs> That's on Thursday. So anyway, look, we played Ruben Kazan. We drew. Um, do you reckon we win? I, I, I don't know. But I think he'll play. I think, he'll, I think the fact that the likes of Teixeira, Randall... Um, they had a Brandigan. friend who sound like Coutinho. They played very good uh, in the Carlin. Uh, what's it called now? The Capital One. Capital One Cup. So I think that he'll make a lot of changes. I think Origi will probably play. You might give Benteke minutes actually. Um, 
you bring Jordan Ibe in, you bring Joe Allen in, you bring Lovren in, probably play Randall to share So I think you'll make a lot of changes. Mm. I don't uh, think you're going to see nine changes like you did in the cup. No, maybe not as many, but you might. You, you play more refresh or you play Klein yeah, yeah, so he's probably playing one of those fullbacks, is he? Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's playing both. I think he will. I think yeah. he's gonna treat it. Yeah, it's and, and it's probably as as well. He he'll he'll go with the the, the same back four. Mm. I don't know if he'd risk Saka. I think I, he's that important to us now. I think with the Europa, uh, like uh, to be honest, it sounds bad. I don't care too much about it because I think throughout the squad we've got enough quality to navigate the group stage. I think we'll mm. get through the groups. So whatever team he puts out, you know, as long as lads are getting minutes, you know, there's no reason why we shouldn't go there and get a result. Yeah. You know, we've been absolutely crap, to be fair. And I think we mm. sat second in the group. We only need a point away, really. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I just see it as a bonus where I can get to see get to see us play, get to, you know, get more shape. Yeah. Um, and whatever come the results, I still think, even if we lost this game, we'd still be able to get through. So yeah. I don't... But well, the group really, isn't... The group isn't particularly strong in terms of like everyone is just drawn with each other. We're making it look strong though, is my only point. Like, I mean, we haven't, we've drawn all three games so far. So, I mean, if we won, it would, to your point, we'd practically be through at that point. Like, do you know what I mean? I mean, it would be, so we get it done. I I think we can win out there, to be honest with you, right? I'm not, we just want to move on to Crystal Palace. Yeah, because to be honest (laughs) with you. I, I want us to win the Europa League, and I think, but I do think we can win out there. I think we did enough in the last game to show that we could win out there. Yeah. I think you'll start Benteke in this game because I think you want to get try to get out 60 minutes, minutes under the yeah. belt. Yeah, I, that's what I think you might do. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, is Storage anywhere near? Uh, they said life? Man City, I think they said. is Man, Man City? Yeah. 21st, I think. Yeah. In, the, in the new year. Mm, yeah. um, Jesus. But anyway, right, so... Man City at home. <laughs> so are we, have we like accepted that that's not a knock on the knee now? Is this, are they just? Is there something else behind that? Because that can't just be a knock on the knee, fluid if, on the if knee. If that was just fluid on the knee, he would have been, been sorted already. So there must mm. there must have been there must have been complications. Else, I hope I, look. I hope for our sake that he is back as soon as possible and that he gets over these injuries. But it's not uncommon. Let's be honest about that. It's not uncommon for a fella who's had such a long term injury from the previous season to not pick up a knock regardless of whatever super doctors and scientists he's gone to see in the States for, you know, for, 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 yeah. for, for what's going on. And look, the reality is, when you're injured, you, until you get back to full fitness, you're mm. going to pick up by the mm. nickels. And, and people are debating too much about Daniel Sturridge. Daniel Sturridge is worth the money if we only got 10 games a season out of him. So anyway, so, yeah. anyway, right, so no mm-hmm. score, score predictions for Ruben Katan. Andy? What, uh, what, no how many score? goals will we score? We get two. And how many will we concede? One. Okay. Dave. No, we won't concede actually. Right, yeah. clean sheet. No. Yeah, clean sheet. Okay. I'm with Andy, 2 0. I'm with Andy, yeah, I'll go 2 0. Okay, grand stuff. Right, so Crystal Palace lads, Alan Pardieu is heading up to Anfield to show us what his uh, wonder palace are, are, are going to be about. They're coming off the back of a good result against United in terms of getting a draw out of them. It was their first draw all season, it turns out, yeah. as far as mm-hmm. I know. Um, and we know Pardieu will love to show Klopp that, that he is the boss. Um, yeah. So. Any fears about playing them this weekend, or are we are yeah. we are we finally going to see a raucous noisy Anfield off the back of that Chelsea game? Um, now the thing about atmospheres, <laughs> as Russ Abbott said, no, but you hear a lot of talk about Anfield, and and you go on Twitter and there's people giving out about the fans, like, like there's no such thing as creating a fake atmosphere, like. People respond like it's an, an atmosphere is an emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. So you don't you don't jump up and sing and clap and stand for the game unless unless you're enjoying yourself, unless you're seeing something that's impressing you. So like we're not gonna just see Anfield bouncing because of the Chelsea game. We'll see Anfield bouncing if ten minutes into the game we're a goal up 
and we're playing excellent football. So, to answer your question on the atmosphere, <laughs> oh, you're on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the trippers tattoo. Um, like, yeah, I, look, it's, it's going to be hard. He's a fucking bastard, like, Pardew. He's caused us trouble over the years. Yeah. Um, who knows? Who, you know, who knows? Like it could be a difficult game. I think we'll win the game, but I think it could it could be. I think more it will difficult. be a difficult game. I think yeah. it will. Like, they, they beat us all the time. They always take yeah. Palace yeah. are like Palace are our bogey side. Yeah. You know that's the reality. And they have been for a long time. Yeah. So it's not. Just I mean, like even on the Warnock, we got hammered yeah. by him. And then yeah, they for Poulos, we drew through that game that I still have nightmares about. But uh, we uh, th- this is the, the the thing that we have now. Mm-hmm. I don't think Klopp. And those players are going to be treated any different to play in Chelsea. Whereas you, we were a danger of that sometimes, you know, in the previous managers where you'd come off a great result and suddenly the, you know, he physically is just not going to allow that because he's going to scream yeah. at them the whole yeah. fucking game. So that's the difference, I think, is that he, he's not going to take it. And he knows you get that. He needs that win because then we've got City after that. But then after City, we've got very winnable games after City. So mm. we get a result against Palace. The City game becomes a bit of a freebie for us. And then you've got a nice run of, I think, six games where we should be looking to win. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think Arsenal play Spurs at the weekend as well. So if we can get the, get the result there, you look at who we've played. We've played Arsenal away. We've played uh, Everton away. We've Arsenal, played United Everton, away. We've Spurs, played Spurs. Spurs. We've got Chelsea all away. Chelsea. We've Chelsea. got all these yeah. games out of the way. And I always said, once we've got through this sort of um, clump of fixtures, if we're in touching distance, and by touching yeah. distance, I mean four, five, six points even away from top four, that, I'd have took that. Mm. Yeah, well, after after City, I think the toughest way we got is Southampton. Mm. But I, I think yeah. I, I think again, like we, we and we've benefited, and I said it on, on last week. I think when I was over, um, about if we can put points between ourselves and Chelsea, we're putting ourselves in a good position, even though we're still only trying to find our feet under Klopp. We're going back to the point that like his 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 systems and his methods haven't bedded in properly. We're just seeing the uplift from just pure yeah. increase in work rate and trying to apply what he wants yeah. us to do. Yeah. But like look looking at it, if you know, a, a win here against Palace at home, it will be a hard fought win, I agree, which is I, I look this is gonna be a battle to, to, yeah. to get the points out of it. And they're gonna try to sit and catch us on the counter or whatever it the is. Using, on the yeah, they're dangerous. Like, they are dangerous. You know? I, I sometimes don't like us playing at Anfield when teams come and are compact. It's very, very difficult to break us down. But yeah. I think the difference is now with Klopp is he, he, he encourages the players not to panic, so it doesn't matter if it's nil nil at seventy yeah. minutes. Do you know what I mean? He's going to be he's going to be pushing the same messages. He's going to be able to tactically review the game and make a real strong change from the bench. Well, yeah. we haven't really had that before. I don't think Rogers' mm. in game management was the yeah. best at times. Mm. Um, whereas I think it's a, it, it's a different thing. I worry so about it's a little bit down the wings. You mm. know, Balassi and Zaha are very strong against, but the they're going to strike us. Yeah, Palace. They don't. They're going to forwards that score. If they had Ricky Lambert now, they would be they'd really be dangerous. dangerous. Yeah, very dangerous. Very dangerous. But <laughs> do we reckon though there could be a scrap on the sideline between Klopp and Pardew if if, if we score a goal? Because like Pardew is liable to fucking go mental. I club for jumping up and down like a little scary fucker though. It's the He's laugh that he does just randomly for no yeah. reason that scares me. Do you see yeah. him turning to Jose during the game and giving him a fucking random laugh at one point? Do you see him turning to the Chelsea, the guy in the Chelsea yeah. bench who was telling Klopp to shut yeah. the fuck up or yeah, yeah, yeah. and Klopp's just laughing at him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. He tell him to Calm take down. a holiday or something. Calm down, take a break. Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah take a holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Your man on the Chelsea bench is going, fucking man, sit down, you fucking did it. And Klopp's like, okay. 
relax. I can't. What well, the and in his press conference afterwards, someone asked him about it. And he he said, uh, "Yeah, it's, it's fine." You know, we were talking, and uh, he asked me some questions, and I can't talk to everyone in the ground, so I just told him I can't talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you, yes. Yeah. Right then. So, are we beating Crystal Palace, Andy? Yeah, I feel we are. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a huge it's a huge game. Like mm-hmm. you know, if they don't beat Palace now. It makes the Chelsea game just look a bit isolated. Yeah, as in you know, we took advantage of a poor team and mm-hmm. everything else. But if we continue on and we get the three points, it's a bit of a statement that things back are on the up turn. Back to back wins. It's it's huge, and Klopp's gonna know that. Yeah, you know, he's gonna know that. Next week is City. It's going to be a very difficult away fixture. Mm-hmm. So we need to get these points up. So I don't think he's going to take the game lightly. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Dave? Yeah, we'll win. I, I, I'm back in that. I don't think we'll ever lose. We're winning the league. Just so we're, 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 we're 11 unbeaten. Yeah, yeah. And, and we are winning the league. I just want to put that out there right now. I, I've I've never been sure of anything in my life. Because <laughs> he did three goals in five games. That's the thing that I keep thinking, you know, and we've played in that run, Southampton, Tottenham and Chelsea in the league, right? So three very tough games. And the goals we conceded wasn't like we were outplayed. It no. was individual mistakes. I, I can't remember us being torn mm. apart at all. You know, even under Rodgers, when we had clean sheets, you'd remember all these instances yep. where Minnelli's making world-class saves or someone misses a sitter yeah. or whatever. Yeah. We're not going to cut apart. Okay. Um, you need to rest some players for the midweek game, but we'll beat Pass. Okay. Yeah. And Jay? I think, I think we'll win 1-0. Okay. Good, good, good. Right, so... We'll take that one. We're winning, yeah. every, we're winning everything. And I ever. think as well, you just got to look at... There's not really teams that are putting runs together no. at the minute. Yeah. And, you know, teams have got to play each other. As I said, their Spurs are playing Arsenal. So if we can just get a couple of back-to-backs, yeah. it changes everything. It yeah. puts us right back into the mix. So if we can if we can nick this, it doesn't matter how mm. we do it. I don't care how we play. Just nick a 1-0 and then that yeah. sends us into City. I'm going to have a little bet in uh, online later that uh, Van Gaal will leave United before Mourinho leaves Chelsea. Ooh. Hello, this is Ronnie Whelan here and you're listening to Tripper Chats. Unbelievable stuff. You ask me anything about Liverpool FC, I will answer that immediately. I'm an encyclopedia. As you know, I played for Liverpool in the 1980s, won many trophies, played with the likes of Kenny Daglish, Graeme Sunez. Oh, we what, a, what a team we were. We were just unbelievable. Anyway, Tripper Chats. Okay, right. So, Tripper's Chats, lads. I know this is Dave Thomas's favourite part of the whole podcast where we get to talk lots of sense about things and stuff. And I might try a Trevor. I'll just uh, talk here with a very serious voice <laughs> and emphasise some of the really important things that I want to say. You have to talk very, very soft. Very get soft. To yeah. Certain words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Trev. Um, oh, <laughs> sorry, lads. Jay's getting excited. No, yeah. Yeah. easy there, it's that Jay. Deep voice, yeah. Sorry. Right. So, um, zombie apocalypse, Andy. Who's forced eaten in the trippers? What? Zombie apocalypse, who's forced to be If chilled? there was a zombie apocalypse, who'd yeah. be forced to eat? Yeah. Why would, S- whoa, whoa, whoa. Why would you be eating people? Like, in a zombie? I don't get the question. Are the zombies getting those, like? I don't fucking know. I didn't write the so question. So are you a zombie and you have to eat someone? Eh. Who asked the question? Come <laughs> in here. <now. laughs> Alex Barrelero. If you were a zombie, that would probably be better. Okay. I'd eat Steve. You'd eat Steve, yeah. would you? Yeah. Well, he does eat nice food, so he probably he tastes food. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know the way yeah. when you feed the cows like it's, beer and stuff like it's that. It's like uh, cannibals uh, say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, like cannibals. Because you if you were a cannibal, yeah, you would say that a human, human's flesh, a human's meat is the is the best you can eat. 
Yeah. And so then by that fact, you'd have to go for Steve because he eats well. He eats well and he eats tasty food with yeah. spices and stuff in it. Yeah, and he likes, he likes cake and that. So he'd be a bit of sweetness <laughs> to us. <laughs> His missus makes Lois cake and he eats lots of cake. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. type of cakes does she make? Like she's, nice she's, she's, uh, she's mad into bacon, yeah. 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 She wants she to open a, a, a boulangerie. A boulangerie? <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, that's not selling knickers. Like, well, she could do that out the back. Out the back. <laughs> <laughs> she so, could make G-string cakes. So, Steve O's missus, if you're listening, listening in the car, G-strings cakes and selling knickers out yeah. the back. Happy days, yeah. job done. Right then, um, let me see. Oh, are we all answering or what? Have you done yeah. a good one? But I go with Paul Brown. I go with Brandy. Because he tastes of KFC and gravy. You so. <laughs> 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 wouldn't because he doesn't eat half food, man. He likes KFC. What? He's always he going on about he KFC. He doesn't food. like half food. <laughs> <laughs> What's he only ever eat? Cold food. Well, he's always only eating salads, is he? <laughs> so like, <laughs> so like salads and fruits and wait for yeah. it to go cold. <laughs> no, he, just, he doesn't like half food. He'll tell you that himself. He's not into half food at all. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> Jay, I'll ask you this one. McDonald's, since we're talking about KFC, McDonald's, is it the only place for a hangover? I have a strong opinion on this one, but I don't know. Oh, here we go. Why, you prefer Burger King? No, I, I, I'm going to... Why do you say it so contemptuously? You prefer Burger King? Well, because I think it defines a person. <laughs> Pepsi or Coke. I don't think you want to be hungover around other people, so you can go, you can get your food, you go home, in your comfies, and... Um, Demolish the food, have a bit of se- hungover sex, and fall asleep, and then everything is good in the world. That that would sort well, my hand. What, 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 yeah. Sorry, so whoa, whoa, what are comfies? <laughs> comfy, comfy jogging are bottoms you, a are you wearing a nappy are you, are you wearing a man nappy <laughs> you know, so you're so hungover you can't go to the toilet so you're just going to shit yourself <laughs> you get a headache when you stand up so I don't have to stand up yeah. I'm in my comfies I'm in my comfies <laughs> and then you say the get the talc I've had an accident <laughs> and a pseudo cream <laughs> it is grey hangover field there really is yeah. it's the coke the coke does it the coke sauce, yeah. the, salt, the fizzy it's the coke. Salt. Yeah. It's the salt, I think. That's I, everything. I, I'm, I'm going to I, I prefer burrito now. I knew you were going to say well, burrito. Yeah. I fucking knew yeah, you were going to say yeah. it. Where yeah, would you go you for the burrito? Oh, yeah. If you ask Phil anything about food, you'd say Italian food or a burrito. burrito. <laughs> That's his answer to everything. Sushi. Like, you know? oh, you've, you've you've expanded you could eat sushi hungover. No oh, I've eaten sushi hungover loads of times. You so Trev loves sushi as well. Yeah, but Trev's a sushi guy. Here's an interesting question. It's not that interesting. I've actually done most of this. What do you buy? Like, what do you buy? That's a bit of a trouble. Is a meal enough for McDonald's? No. No. What do you get from McDonald's? I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. I'd always get, normally, like, if it's a normal day and I go into McDonald's. What if it's not a normal day? Well, then you could order a menu, like, if it's just, I'm starving on Patterson McDonald's, drive through, quarter pound of cheese, meal, coke. Or whatever, and then chicken nuggets, you know, off the euro salmon menu and yeah. sweet chili sauce. That's what I get. Now, if I went in, hung over, I gargled on a night out, like it's just blitz the menu. It's like <laughs> everything. I've said it, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Give me oh, as they call everything. it, the usual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're back at yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everything. Yeah, you, everything. Might, you might eat it. 
and I might end up beside you in the bed the next morning. <laughs> Give me all of that in one yeah. bun. Well, I will say from Germany, we did take up the local cuisine of McDonald's constantly, and um, fucking Steve-O's order, and Trev jumped in on the order as well, it was four hamburgers, because they're on the Euro Saver menu, big chips and chicken nuggets. Big chips? <laughs> you asked for big chips. <laughs> fucking you right. fucking culture. So <laughs> <laughs> four hamburgers and big chips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, club Ireland with that. <laughs> club Have you got some bread and butter back then, have you? And then there was they had these other chicken boxes in, in the McDonald's over there. It was like it's interesting when you go away and you find the McDonald's do different things. They do different things. Right. They McDonald's like, don't so like chicken pieces as a spicy wings and chicken. That's bits. That's a big move. Me. Well, I thought uh, they're doing pulled pork now. I thought that was yeah. branching out a bit. No, yeah, pulled pork's very in at the moment now. Yeah, pulled pork everywhere. See, Burger King are looking to sell booze as well. Yeah, yeah, that but that's gonna fucking. Open doors. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I love the Burger King. Everything. I love the Burger King. No, I, love, I said I walked the Burger King. <laughs> I worked in Burger King. Did you? Yeah. Which one are you walking? In Wales. In Wales, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> worked at a few. But have you seen the new McDonald's advert where if you go in and order the spicy one, they get like this trampy girl with yeah, tattoos yeah. and all that. What's that advert about? It's like, if you order this, we'll get the, the dirty version. She's like so now fast and furious or something. Yeah, it's like, if you order a cheeseburger, this nice clean person will come and make it for you. But if you want something a bit rough, a bit dirty, this bird will come and make it yeah. for you. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I worked in, in Burger King. There was nothing but knackers walking there. I worked in Burger King. Like, it's different now. I think yeah. all the, like, this, I know this is it's not racist, but the most of foreigners come in and they work at McDonald's. And I prefer it. I think I can trust them more. We were disgraceful. No, so, don't tell me like a horror story. Well, about let me, I'll tell you a story oh, now, no, right? Oh. I worked in Burger King during the 1999 Rugby World Cup, right? And it's in uh, just don't, outside... Don't tell us where. Just outside the stadium, right? So... Never going to be able to have a Burger King. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this story. What he used to do is he used to come in at 7 o'clock in the morning and you'd half cook... So the burgers are cooked on a broiler, right? You know, yeah, like yeah. this big thing, yeah. you put the burgers through and the flame grills up. So you turn that all the way up to the top so it goes through as fast as hell and you half cook all the burgers, put them in a box <laughs> and then leave them there for like four hours and then when people come in and order fresh burgers, you put them through again on the fast broiler so that they fully cook and then Allegedly. put them, and then instead of like <laughs> making the burgers with lettuce in one bowl, tomatoes in another, onions in another, you just put it all in one big bowl and you just take a big clump of salad and throw it in. And if anyone came in and and asked for say, you know, can I have a burger with no pickles? You yeah. just you just mark on it, no pickles, and give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd be out the door before they realise that no one's going to queue coming back. In. I used to do a few things, like not not really thing. I've been on, on, uh, involved in the chips production. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll be dishing out the chips. So I used to, you know, the way you had the cartons and they'd be all stacked together. Now I'd know how many I'd be doing for the day, but so as soon as I know I'm not there, I'd go down far enough on the chip and put winner. <laughs> just go, winner. So when you get to the bottom of your chips, it says winner. You have to be given some. <laughs> so you used to create absolute havoc, like. I fucking love it. Thanks for Like we oh. used to do loads of stuff like that. <laughs> but I won't wear. I was an honor going. I worked in a Tesco as well when I was when I was young, and uh, what I used to do was, um, you know, the way in the fruit and veg section, you can you have the scales, right? And what I do is lean on the scales and press the most expensive button. So at the time, it was some exotic fruit, whatever it was, and you get a little barcode out for about like ninety nine pound. <laughs> 
cut it off. Pound. Cut it off with the scissors and go around the shop and put it on light bulbs. Big <laughs> 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 fucking fire lighters. And if you get no more chairs, they're 300 pounds. <laughs> so that's 300 and some pounds. What? Skip my shopping on the pass. You're after buying a hundred euros worth of uh, <laughs> apricots there. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I got a light bulb and a packet of smokes. You <laughs> fucking murder. Or else what the, was a really common one. And I think it was going back years, like my brother tipped me off. But he got around and take the sticker off the dog field and the sticker off the beans and swap them. <laughs> <laughs> so so you, you crack open your tin of beans, it's just dog field. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Aggie. You're going to get sued by something. There's going to be people listening to me. But I got caught for all of this. Like, you, oh, know? you got fired from all of it. I, no, I never got fired. But uh, I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember at the time, my brother got, I said, saying to your brother, oh, I got caught doing that. And he was like, oh, no. What am I going to do? <sighs> I don't know, you could cause a diversion. What do you mean? Just set set the uh, compactor on fire down the back. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that way they won't give a shit about you. <laughs> I didn't do that though. <laughs> but the trick, with, the trick with fast food is uh, if it's quiet, you're all right because they're going to make it fresh. If it's busy, ask for something. If it's kind of busy, ask for something special so that they have to make it fresh. And if it's really busy, don't fucking eat it in there. Because yeah. there's no way that's going to be anything you're going to eat. Well, we'd often play ice hockey with the burgers. That was one thing. <laughs> it's a big, long corridor. And if you'd have a sweeping brush at one end, sweep brush at the end, and he'd be fucking milling the burgers right down. Like, and as soon as it got soggy, like that was just sticking to the floor. Well, that was the time to cook it. We used to, <laughs> we used to lock people in the freezer all the time. Like, do something to the freezer. Oh, my God. All right, fucking leave it there. <laughs> I've walked through the valleys of the wilderness and time Only to find out That you have love in places I can't describe Funky Edmund Hitting you like a mofo this evening so, big thanks to the Man Cave for hosting us. And I'll tell you where it is. It's a top secret location. Big thanks as ever to our friends over in the Astro Park. We'll be back in residence in the bunker next week. And we can't wait to get there for our imaginary seven-a-side football. day trippers tonight where Jay the scouse man with his pocket tie home Dave the Welsh Burger King master Thomas Andy winner young and of course myself Phil Casey and don't forget Dan Roberts I forgot you're over there on the sofa Dan give us a wave good man good night God bless we talk to you next week
Hello again. Are you still listening? It's Trevor Francis here. <laughs> you're the winner. If you're listening to this, you're the winner. Hashtag LFC Day Trippers winner. To claim your prize. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's Trevor Francis. Trevor Francis here. That was a stags. Mm. This isn't getting recorded and it's going nowhere. They won't go in the outro. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you stop recording. <laughs> hey, when we were talking about Moreno earlier on, Shaggy Fire looks like Moreno in that top right hand pit. He actually does. Doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. Well, yeah, Moreno looks like Shea Guevara. Yeah. Shea Moreno. Shea Moreno. What do we call it? Kazanfield. Kazanfield. That's the name of the podcast. Is that the real Shea Guevara? Yeah. Well, you thought that was Brad Pitt. Acting as Shea Guevara. Looks like him. Oh my God. I mean, Jesus Christ. I think he gets paid for that. He gets paid for that. It's not his time. You can't be invited back. But did you see... Just on it's that first time you can't be invited back. <laughs> what a show, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trevor, do you want to come in? Because we're stuck for the fella, the, the referee fella didn't turn up. Do you fancy coming you in? Can't, you can't be avoided back. Just wandering around the press box hoping yeah. somebody invites him in. Graduation Trevor day. Francis, yes, Trevor Francis is the Neil Gray of fucking beaches. <laughs> Four else fails, ring me up. <laughs> So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type two collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Sports Social Podcast Network.